On April 15th this year, Samoa Joe was let go from his WWE main roster contract. Over the weekend, Dave Meltzer and others began reporting that Joe had re-signed with the company's NXT brand. We even knew at that point that Joe would return in a non-wrestling role. And that's exactly what happened on the June 15th episode of NXT. I'm Ryan Joy and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about Samoa Joe in his new enforcer role. We're also going to talk about other general managers from the past that we love. John Smith is in the house. We have headlines from the past 24 hours. And this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for June 16, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in pro wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, John Smith, it was about five, seven minutes into the show last night where everybody in your living room, everybody around the world was chanting, Joe, were you surprised to see Samoa Joe? It's hard to hard to be surprised at that point. If it wasn't mentioned on the uh, Central Wrestling Podcast last night, I would have had no clue that he was coming out because I'm not on uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter too often. If it wasn't for that, I would have popped super hard at that one. But I'm glad that Regal's not leaving, though, and that we still get Joe. It's like the best of both worlds. He was pulling at our heartstrings, though, right? William Regal came out, and the waterworks were going. He was crying. I'd been with NXT since day one. I helped build this thing. I poured the concrete outside, and then I swept the floor for the first time. I did commentary. I've done everything there is to do here. But now I don't feel like I can do it anymore, so I have to bring in somebody new, and Karrion Cross comes out. But William Regal was he was balling out there. Yeah, it reminded me of the Mark Henry promo from about ten years ago that he cut, uh, and then John Cena came out, and then he, he gave him the world's strongest slam, and that was like his major heel turn. <laughs> because at that time, I bought hook, line, and sinker. Just we all bought the the Regal thing last night. When they do something like that, so far between, you never really expect it. I, I liked it. I think it also says something about William Regal as an actor because you didn't see that a ton from him in his wrestling days that him being able to do that sort of range i was impressed yeah you know what though he probably just made the speech that he would make if he was retiring and doing all that would would obviously make you emotional carrying cross came out to talk with regal and basically put regal down and I'm confused about whether Karrion Cross is the heel or a face because in that last five-way match, I felt like he was more of a face than a heel. But last night, man, he was heel. Yeah, I think they wanted us to stop thinking, is he face or heel? Now we don't have to wonder anymore because if he's going after Regal and Regal's like as baby face as you could get in NXT right now. Right. And even though he's the general manager, I don't think anybody's booing William Regal when he walks out. It was many years ago that William Regal joined Vince McMahon's Kiss My Ass Club, and it felt like that's essentially what Karrion Cross wanted Regal to do last night, is join the Karrion Cross Kiss My Ass Club. It's Ass Club. I think he might have obliged. Samoa Joe came out to save the day, and that is the news. That is the news item. Samoa Joe walked out to basically defend William Regal against Karrion Cross, and there were some conversations that were going to be had later on in the day or whatever. Regal, in storyline, was going to be asking Samoa Joe to take over as general manager. Samoa Joe said, no thanks. But I will stick around to make sure you get the respect that you deserve. And they iron out the 
the terms of the agreement right there in the ring. Apparently, Joe can only put his hands on people if he's provoked. And so that's what it is. Samoa Joe is William Regal's right-hand man and enforcer. Yeah, we got to see him in action right away two segments later because somebody put their hands on him when he was trying to break up Cole and O'Reilly. I guess it was Cole who put his hands on him. So he threw his jacket off and choked him out in a matter of like three seconds. Yeah, it was a very much a hold my beer type of moment because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he took Adam Cole down very fast. But now the thing about this is I'm a little confused because I think or I thought that Samoa Joe could not get cleared to compete. And that's why they were going to put him in this type of role. And that's what all the rumors and the dirt sheets and the sources and everybody, that's what everybody's talking about is Samoa Joe can't get cleared. And so he's going to do a William Regal general manager type of role. But if that's the case, they certainly teased a whole lot of violence last night in terms of him having a stare down with Karrion Cross, him having a stare down with Pete Dunne, him actually choking out Adam Cole. These guys are not going to just sit back and take that. If they do, it really weakens them all. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe they have this timetable of when he can actually get back in the ring that we don't know about yet. And they're just setting things up long-term for us right now. And the way that him and Karrion Cross were staring at each other, that it's already a match I need to see. Yeah, yeah. NXT takeover the night before Karrion goes up to the main roster, right? That's, yes. that's the idea. We were talking about this before the show, and I think it bears repeating that you said Samoa Joe's the type of guy that could take that belt off Karrion Cross, And then I added that, in fact, he's also a guy that could then lose it to somebody else, and nobody would think anything of that. So maybe he's the guy. Yeah, I think they missed the boat with him on the main roster with the whole Brock Lesnar thing. And I felt like he should have taken it off of Lesnar for that same reason, because it's believable for him to take down the the most the scariest monster in the world. But then he could also get caught with a raw roll up, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So with that, I thought it would be fun for us to put on our time machines and go back in time and talk about some of our favorite general managers of all time. I guess put it to you first. Is there anybody in the whole pantheon of wrestling that when you hear general manager you think this person you know it's gonna sound lame but aj lee man like i thought she did (laughs) such a great job being the raw general manager for that what six months maybe even less she was so over and she was so good at that job i don't know why they had to take it away from her i was actually at the raw where she got uh fired it was the same raw where i got my yes sign ripped up by daniel bryan but yeah, like she was the first person I thought of just probably because I was there for that. And then also Jack Tunney, who was technically the president, yes. not, not general manager, but it was the same type of role. And it was more of a backstage, like less involved than what Re- William Regal is. He doesn't really get involved too much. And Jack Tunney got involved less, but it mattered very, a lot when he did get involved. Right. Jack Tunney, he's one of my favorite. This is my favorite style is the guy who only gets involved when there's like the extreme controversy, right? If Ted DiBiase is trying to buy the WWF championship, Jack Tunney is going to be in there to stop it and announce the tournament and stuff like that. That's the kind of Jack Tunney involvement we got. Gorilla Monsoon was similar in that same role. He came after Tunney, and then Roddy Piper was there when Gorilla Monsoon got Vader bombed and stuff. Those are, those are my favorite 
Now I say that when my favorite authority figure right now is Scott Demore on Impact. So even Scott is involved on every single show. He's a reoccurring character, but I just think he's so witty and funny the way he does things that I enjoy him so much. Yeah, I didn't even consider other promotions when I was thinking about this, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love the work that Demore is doing. And you know what? I love the work that Callis is doing, too, even though he's not technically a general manager, but he has been in the past. Right. I think he's so good at, at just talking in general. And then, of course, maybe the biggest one of all time in terms of authority figures is Mr. McMahon himself, right? He's th- That whole Attitude Era was circling around the fact that McMahon was in charge and then you had the Stephanie threats and the Shane threats. So you had this centralized McMahon group that was in charge. And then some, at some point, Linda would come in and threaten Vince and stuff like that. And that made for a whole decade of storylines. Yeah, and then Ric Flair came in and bought part of the company. So he was him and, <laughs> and Vince were like co-owners at one point. That was pretty fun. Yes. And then Eric Bischoff, too. So you had his WCW run where he was the evil guy in charge. How do we ever over overcome this guy? And then he came in and he was a general manager of, of raw and SmackDown for a period of time. So. Yeah. I think Bischoff did it pretty naturally. I, he was great at being the heel general manager with the three minute warning and everything. So yeah. yeah honorable mention to Bischoff there. Yes. And Al says, I like to, when it was Bischoff versus Heyman as the GMs of Raw and SmackDown against each other. And I don't think he's talking about a year and a half ago when they were both <laughs> running the shows in a silent way. I think he's talking when they were both on screen. Yes, those were good times. Now, BJ Pavanka, he is coming in to tell us, he's chiming in on the Samoa Joe getting physical and in stare downs with some of the other talent on NXT saying you're not sure that it really hurts him. It might not be much different than when Adam Pierce is on the main roster and he gets pushed around. Well, except for we really want to see that Samoa Joe carrying cross match, or we want to see Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole, and we want to see Samoa Joe versus Pete Dunne. I could care less if Adam Pierce fights anybody. But yeah, plus Adam Pierce difference. came out of nowhere. Unless you were an NWA fan, you don't know you never knew who he was to begin with. And it was just like me personally, I was like, who the hell is this guy? The first time he was on screen, like telling people what to do backstage, or he was like rallying the troops for something. I think that's, you know, one of the first segments they put him in. And I was just like, who the heck is this guy? We don't even care about him yet. Well, we definitely care about radio. He's been part of our wrestling lives for 30 years now. Exactly. Exactly. John, any other thoughts on general managership before we close the segment? No, no, I think we we covered most of the bases there. Yeah. So Jack Tunney is the MVP with uh, Samoa Joe maybe following right behind him. We'll see. Okay, let's move on to the headlines portion of the show. But before we get there, we've got to do a commercial so that you know how you can support the Daily Wrestling News Show. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, the show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. 
And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeConi, and Gary Maheffi. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. BJ Pavanka, while we were in the break, he did put a comment in that he does want to see those people in the ring 100%, would love to see Joe versus Cross when possible. And so, BJ, the point there is that if they can't give us that match, it's a little weird that they're teasing that match because they definitely teased it. Okay, so John, I have been talking all week on Facebook and on this show with John DeCani and even a little bit with Travis yesterday. I'm just putting the question out there. Who is going to ultimately take down Roman Reigns? And I just want to give you the opportunity to answer the question. I, I had responded in your in your thread that I think that Brock Lesnar seems to be the most logical choice. But then again, is Brock Lesnar even coming back? I did hear something about him having a contract. What do you know about that? Brock Lesnar was added back to the WWE roster page. So he, that was a clue that people were saying that maybe he has come back. But I nothing see. has come out official. Yeah, if, we're, if we could speculate that. But otherwise, who on the roster can do this? Bobby Lashley? Maybe Lashley ends up losing, moving to SmackDown when they, they do the draft. And then Lashley can take him down over there because Hurt Business versus the family of the Usos would be would, would be fun. Yes, MVP versus Paul Heyman. We'll take that. That would be a killer promo, actually. I think Heyman would end up running circles around him because he's just so much better on the stick than pretty much anybody else. I think he could hold his own in there with him. All right, so John Smith calling for the Paul Heyman on a pole, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns match. Okay. Or well, Bobby Lashley. Talking... Go ahead. Or Bobby Lashley. We were talking before the show went on the air about some stuff that I thought might have been in the rumor territory, but then I saw that Impact retweeted it. So Impact has a Slammiversary announcement coming tomorrow at noon. Apparently they are talking about a dangerous stipulation match for Slammiversary. We have no idea what it is. We don't know if it's about the world title or the X division or what it is, but a major announcement coming tomorrow. Yeah, if it's about the world title, then maybe we'll see a rematch with Moose because Sammy's fired for now. Or if it's not about that, what about bringing back the Ultimate X? There you go. I think that's what some people are speculating. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never seen an Ultimate X match live yet because I've only been following about a year now. No, I don't, do you know when the last time they had one was off the top of your head? I don't, but if people are watching and know, please put a comment in. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll look it up right now, actually. Continue. Okay. One of the former TNA announcers and also WCW announcer, Don West, has brain lymphoma, and he'll be undergoing chemotherapy. So he's hoping to make a recovery. He's got a positive outlook, but, of course, best wishes to him because that's a major deal to be working through. 
And then John Forbes is doing an article on AEW and Tony Khan, and there is a really good quote in it from Tony's dad in the article. He basically says that when Tony decided to launch AEW and spend tens of millions of dollars in the process of doing it, Chad just said, I absolutely didn't think it was a good idea, but I told Tony, look, when I'm dead and gone, I'm going to be leaving you and your sister a lot of money. Why don't you blow some of that while I'm alive? So I just thought that was the best quote from Tony Khan's dad. That's the type of dad that I think we should all strive to be. (laughs) There you go. What did you find out about the Ultimate X? Um, Johnny Impact beat Ace Austin, Dante Fox, Jake Crist, and Pat Buck on April 4th, 2019. So it's been a while, but it hasn't been too long. I thought it would have been like five or six years ago. Johnny Impact, he's wrestling over on, on WWE now. He's Johnny Morrison, and Pat Buck is an agent on WWE. We got a match, John, for the Great American Bash on July 6th. The first match we have is a repeat, something we've seen a bunch of times recently, And but this is supposed to be a standard one-on-one match, not an unsanctioned match, not a... Uh, undisputed era t-shirt on a pole match it is going to be kyle o'reilly versus adam cole one-on-one i don't think it's going to end up just being a standard one-on-one match or we'll stay one-on-one but like a standard wrestling match you got to put some sort of stipulation here maybe throw a cage around or put them in that uh fight pit or whatever they call it mm-hmm. uh, although that is thatcher's thing but i think they could make an exception for those two i think they should make bobby fish the special guest referee i think that'll be and Roderick Strong, he has been gone for all this time. He's come back for this angle, I think. Yeah, maybe he comes back and aligns himself with Adam Cole. I think that would be a nice swerve because it just seems like Adam Cole's like, yeah, those guys were dead weight for me. But then Roderick's like, oh, but I love you or something. <laughs> right. And then for next week, we have some stuff that they announced, including the most intriguing thing to me, the thing they've been hyping for months, the Diamond Mind. I don't know what it is but it opens next week. Yeah, it's it's weird that they use not debuting, but it opens next week. Does this end up being something sort of like Raw Underground, but different? It has to be, right? That's what I think it is. Now, there is a precedence for some really popular stuff in indie wrestling. Josh Barnett's Bloodsport is not like a MMA cage thing, but it's a worked shoot, so to speak. I don't know how to describe it, <laughs> but it's like a worked MMA fight. And maybe that's the style that they're going to go for. I don't know, but we really don't know anything about it, except that they've got some graphics and they use the word diamond mine. Yeah. At this point, you got to trust what Triple H puts on TV. You know, I don't think anything really busts once it hits the TV for us on NXT. Yeah, and Raw Underground was a bust, I think, because they didn't establish any rules. They didn't really have anything going on with that. It was not easy to understand what storylines were weaving through. So hopefully this is different. Adam Cole will be in single competition next week. Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida. That match should be awesome. They got to pick their own opponents. So Kyle O'Reilly went with the tough test of Kushida, but then with the caveat that he's not accepting the open challenge in the process. So I think we already know that he's going to win, or maybe not. Maybe they did that to to give us a little tiny swerve there. But I think that Adam Cole might end up picking Leon Ruff if he's available. (laughs) Leon Ruff might be too formidable opponent for what Adam Cole wants to do. I think he's probably good. He may pick somebody, even borrow somebody from 205 Live or something. Yeah, August Gray or something like that. 
what they could do here and what would be maybe a very intelligent thing to do, you take Adam Cole, who's maybe one of the best, maybe the best wrestler they have on the NXT uh, roster, but they can bring somebody in to have a competitive match with him and they might make that person similar to what Leon Ruff did with Gargano. Somebody comes in, has a competitive match with Adam Cole. If there were a no name before they're a name now. So they may use that as an opportunity. Yeah. That's not usually the uh, MO of NXT. So if they do it, then you know that there's going to be a good reason behind it. And then we have the encore presentation of Frankie Monet's global premiere. That is what, it's on the docket for next week. I don't know who she's going to wrestle, but... Maybe it means she's wrestling the same person again because it's an encore. <laughs> she also was trying to drive a wedge between the Robert, the inside the Robert Stone brand. Maybe she's trying to build her own little posse and she's trying to get Leah and what's the other girl's name? Jesse Kamea. Jesse Kamea. I always forget that. Man, she's tall, though. Jesse Kamea is like very interesting member of the roster. She's been around for a long time, a couple years anyway. We haven't seen a ton of matches, but man, she is tall. Yes, she is. If she can bulk up a little bit, like Raquel, not get all like jacked or anything, but just become more intimidating looking, I think she could be a, a real player, a real good character for them to use. Absolutely. I think she might be one of the next people that they're that they're going to work on because you got to believe that there's going to be some call-ups here in the short future, and they're going to have to replace those people. So. Jesse's somebody they've been working on slowly for a while. So hopefully this turns into something for her. And like yeah. you said, she's formidable looking. When you were a kid, John, did you have a wrestling buddy? Oh, like the big like pillows that were shaped like wrestlers? No, I did not, unfortunately. I had all the I've always got my King Kong Bundy. I got my my son, he's got uh Hacksaw, they're not Hacksaw, he's got Hillbilly Jim and uh, Hulk Hogan that I used to play with. Those are his toilet toys when he wants to, when, when he's sitting on the toilet. <laughs> so I had a lot of these guys, Corporal Kirshner. I yeah. didn't somehow, I never had Andre the Giant. That I don't know why. Sense. I had a Macho Man Randy Savage wrestling buddy. It was like one of my prized possessions as a kid. I still have it, actually. <laughs> that's how that's how crazy that is. But ring, the reason I asked that question is that Ring of Honor has started selling Honor Pals, which I guess is the equivalent of a wrestling buddy. They have Roosh, Bandito, Brody King, Mark and Jay Briscoe, and PCO as Honor Pals. <laughs> I, I think that's a real good idea. Like, target the nostalgia of the guys our age with kids. Like... The kid's not going to care if it's John Cena or PCO. It's just a, a little pillow that I can wrestle with. Yeah, I know. Part of me wants to go buy that PCO one right now, but <laughs> I'm holding back. AEW Unrestricted podcast this week had an interesting guest. They brought on Preston Vance, and with him was Negative One. And I have a quote here from Negative One. Tony Schiavone looked at him and said, is there any chance that you're going to do anything in your life besides become a professional wrestler? And he said, 0%. I'm going to do it because my dad did it, and I ain't going to stop and not relive his legacy. So cute moment on the pod, on the podcast there. But Yeah. New Japan Pro Wrestling has rescheduled Wrestle Grand Slam in the Tokyo Dome for July 25th. Now, this was supposed to be May 29th. It was supposed to be Okada versus Osprey for the IWGP World Championship because of Tokyo going back into lockdown and – Osprey getting injured and all this bad stuff that happened in May. That whole event 
got moved and they just rescheduled it. It'll be July 25th. The main event will be Shingo Takagi, the new IWGP world champion, defending against Kota Ibushi, the first IWGP world champion. So that's the new main event. Should be a great show. They have also announced that they their Grand Slam Stadium series is going to continue. They have a two-day thing in September 4th and 5th, MetLife Dome in Saitama. The last time New Japan ran this building, it was when Okada defeated Shinsuke Nakamura in 2014 to win the G1 Climax Tournament. So long time ago for them, but they're returning. Shinsuke, there's, the, there's a name we know. Yeah. <laughs> BJ chiming in. Negative one, future world champion. Maybe. I, I could see them actually giving him the TNT championship as a child. Yeah, yeah. If anybody in that dark order wins the TNT championship at any point, he will be the guy bringing it out to the ring. There's no question there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're right. Tony Schiavone also asked him, is there anybody that you want to wrestle that's on the current roster when you get up there? And he said, the first thing I'm going to do is go for the world championship. So he's got... High ambitions. <laughs> he said, I'm not aiming anywhere else. So good for him. He's got more of a chance at it than Cody, right? <laughs> right now? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and speaking of the American Nightmare, he has a new project that he announced yesterday, of course. It couldn't be any better. I don't know why he makes these announcements on Tuesday. Doesn't he know that I have his absolute biggest critic on the show on Wednesdays? <laughs> he's launching the Everything But Wrestling podcast. Now, on this show, he's going to be talking about everything but wrestling. And some of the topics that are on the first season are going to be Star Trek versus Star Wars fandom, Potter Houses, The Office, and things like that. So... If you haven't got enough Cody Rhodes in your life, you're going to have an opportunity to find some more on a podcast. Yeah, that's a must miss. <laughs> and on the subject of podcast, John Moxley is hosting Renee's Oral Sessions, I think this week. I think it's out already. And they both welcomed their new daughter, Nora Moxley Paquette, whatever John's real last name is. So Right. Yeah, no, congratulations to them. Happy and healthy baby, 10 fingers, 10 toes. It's all you could ask for. There you go. And no dynamite tonight. They're on Fridays this week again. So don't go looking for it. A lot of fans get very irritated. They keep looking for it on Wednesdays. It's not there right now. It's not going to be there next week either. July, the first week of July, whatever the date is. And then finally, last but not least, Moose who we know his contract was up. He did sign a new contract with Impact Wrestling. It is a multi-year deal. Takes him through the summer of 2023. Apparently there was a lot of competition for Moose in the marketplace, and he got a little a significant increase. So good for Moose. This is wonderful. I guess that any anybody that was thinking, oh my God, Moose's contract is up, they're not going to give him the world championship. Now think twice. Yeah, so they can circle back to him after Kenny beats a bunch of other guys, or they can go right back to him at the pay-per-view at Slammiversary because Sammy's fired, like we had said before. I just think this is great for Impact, because whenever there's somebody who's actually making a name for themselves, they get poached by somebody. Sure. You know, typically WWE, because AEW hasn't been around very long, but now it's Brian Cage, Hangman Page, they're over in AEW. You got Cross, who got taken by NXT, like... Moose would have been the next guy to probably come into NXT or AEW and do something. And the thing about Moose is when I first 
started watching Impact, and he's been around a long time. He's got a history in, in a bunch of different companies. But when I first started watching Impact, I didn't really think much of him. But his entire presentation, since he stole the TNA championship and he was holding that belt hostage like it was a real-world champion, he started. He dresses really well. He fits the part of a world champion. So when the day comes that Impact puts that belt on him, I think he's the most credible guy in their company to be holding the championship at this point. Absolutely. And I think that EC3 program really boosted him up to the it next did. level. I didn't expect him to win that program, and he did. So, uh, Yeah, I think we all had him picked to lose that match at the pay-per-view. It wasn't technically a match. There was no pin, but yeah, he definitely came out on top. I think it counted in the overall standings. It did. <laughs> for the uh, pro wrestling pick em. Now, BJ chimes in and says, I hate the NBA, laugh out loud. I have no idea what that's in reference to. Probably because there's no dynamite tonight. Oh, um, yes. But, yeah, the NBA sucked since Jordan retired. So, <laughs> I, don't I don't know why. I feel like people think that people watch basketball more than they really do. Well, it's probably like wrestling fans. There's people that watch it, and if you're not one of them, you don't know. <laughs> You're, you don't know, but there's got to be. They pull in a good rating, but and they obviously are a big enough rating to preempt Dynamite, which is one of the best shows from a ratings perspective all week outside of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. So. Right. And even many entertainment shows. So in any event, I hate the NBA too, and I also haven't really watched it since Jordan retired. <laughs> Don't at us, NBA fans. Yeah, <laughs> me. You can at me. I can have this conversation. All they do is freaking chuck the ball. They get down the court, they chuck a three. Down the court, chuck a three. But then they make one out of every three, and everybody's losing their issue over it. So you do watch the NBA because you at least know that much about well, it. Well, unfortunately, like I, I, when I'm bouncing at the bar, they have the playoffs on the TV by where I'm standing. So, like, I'm, I'm always. You know, I'm naturally, I'm not going to just look at the wall. I'm going to look at the TV. You so know I have been watching me? a little bit of NBA lately just because of that. You know what would get me to watch the NBA? If they had a rivalry that ended in a hardcore game. You yeah, know? or if somebody just randomly swung a steel chair at the other team and they docked them maybe 10 points for it. Wasn't that, I know it's not NBA, but that was Bobby Knight's thing. Didn't he throw chairs back? Yes, and then there was also on the NES Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball. <laughs> It all sounds good. If you do that, NBA, I will watch at least a few games. I will sample it. (laughs) John, anything, any advice for the people today? No, I don't have anything for you today, unfortunately. No words of advice for you guys today. I'm just still waiting on that stupid desktop that I was complaining about last week. It still hasn't come in the mail. So, Man, maybe they listened to the show and realized that you were working them. All right, then. With the wrestling news out of the way, For John, I'm Ryan. We will see you tomorrow.